you know, it's not a manager's job to, to be the smartest person in the room, to have all the answers, right. To come in and just delegate orders, right. Or anything like that. It's a, you know, it's a manager's job to, it, it, to make sure that their team is surpassing them. You mean like, you know, it's, it's a matter of to make sure they have the support and the tools to be able to grow to their best. And if, and if they surpass you in their career and move on to bigger and better things, well, then you, you did a good job. Hello and welcome to Love as a Business Strategy, a podcast that brings humanity to the workplace. We are here to talk about business, but we want to tackle topics that most business leaders shy away from. We believe that humanity and love should be at the center of every successful business. I'm your host as always, Jeff Ma, and I'm here to have conversations and hear stories and tales from real people about real businesses and how they operate. I am joined today by not one, but two guests, and they are Ed Cuervo and AJ Ferrer. Together, they have over 20 years of experience in producing multimedia and content for brands, startups, tech companies, and many, many others. And they're here to speak about their work at Room 3, a creative production company based in New York. They are a dedicated film and animation production company for not-for-profits and for-purpose organizations. Ed is the owner and executive producer, and AJ is the cinematographer and producer. So gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you? How are you doing, Jeff? Great. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Awesome. So before we dive into room three, and we'll go one at a time. I know it's kind of weird with three three of us kind of fighting over air air time here, Uh, but I want to hear a little about your personal like kind of journey. Uh, it, it, obviously, it could be a lot, but as much or as little as you're willing to share, I, I really want to know um, kind of what brought you to what you, what, number one, what's your passion? And, and number two, what is the path that brought you there? And I'll start with you, AJ. Uh, sure. So um, my passion is uh, helping to create good content in in a number of different lights that can help have some type of impact broadly at a high level. Um, I think it started off as, you know, it does for so many people in this industry, just watching movies as a kid and walking around with a high handicap and trying to see what you can do with it. You know, <laughs> it's kind of where it begins. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I've progressed through my career, um, it's been, I find myself always drawn to, it's always easier and more exciting to work on content, whether it's for not-for-profits or just for a small company or on a broader sense, something that that you can feel as you're producing it, that this isn't just helping someone look good. This is can potentially have some type of impact and make life easier for somebody in some regard. So that's pretty high level, uh, but uh, I think that's where it begins. And what I'm always looking for whenever I'm taking on a project is if it has that at its core. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, come on. That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's a massive question, man. I can tell you a favorite movement, movie of the moment. Okay, sure. <laughs> but it's a, uh, so currently it's an older one. And I, you know what? This is one I frequently go back to, but I got to say Top Secret with Val Kilmer. It's a great piece of slapstick humor. You know, it's like, it's, it's killer. It's good any time of year. You know, so yeah, you can't go wrong. Love it. Love it. Very nice. Ed, 
same first question, what is your passion and how did you get here with it? Uh, so my passion is creating content, you know, simply to the core. And uh, I enjoy thoroughly interacting with clients and, you know, partnering together to create a very impactful, memorable experience. And yeah, just like AJ said too, um, for me, I get a lot of satisfaction knowing that something is impactful, knowing that it actually resonates with people and it makes people happy. Um, how I got here, you know, it was, it was quite the journey, you know, between going to film school and then uh, going to audio engineer school, you know, for uh, again, during my master's and then coming back to video uh, in my thirties, I think it's just been, you know, a pretty cool experience. I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot and uh yeah that's pretty much my my passion overall i know you are a former audio engineer and you, you you like to record some music what's your favorite band of all time band that i've recorded or no, band... no, no, no. yeah i mean band that i might know oh i i think honestly uh when i think about music history i think the beatles really have shepherded in a, a brand new way of recording music that you could kind of see throughout the 60s like from when they first started to like the end like there was a lot of technological advances and a lot of like experimentation that they did um that really just like kind of revolutionized like many genres of music couldn't agree like, more. for instance helter skelter is i would say one of the first examples of heavy metal ever recorded on you know you know, ever like period. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Let's jump into room three. So high level, tell me, um, I'll start with you, Ed. Well, tell me about room three and, and, and really how it came to be. Good question. So uh, room three originated actually before room three started. Uh, AJ and I, Ike, Lalo, some of our other people that we work with, um, we all actually worked at a tech startup um, a couple of years ago called Grovo, and we're all on the same team. And, you know, we had the opportunity to create thousands of explainer videos, uh, you know, whether through animation or through live action. Um, and so, you know, we really worked with a lot of clients. And on my end, when Grovo was acquired by Cornerstone, there was an opportunity for me to either continue or, you know, maybe explore a different path. And the path that I thought would work was, why not try to do it ourselves? You know, why not try to, you know, keep the the, the connection? Because that was my favorite part of the job, actually interacting with clients and having great interactions, like continue doing it on our own. And fast forward five years later, you know, we, we, we started from scratch. Now we're in the city, we have an office in Midtown, we work with like over 20 clients a year. and. It's just been a lot of fun. AJ, what what made you follow Ed down this this potentially treacherous path <laughs> to room three? Um, so yeah, going off what I just said, I think yeah, we we had, had a history of working together that has always been really positive and productive. You know, there's a lot of respect there. Uh, I think we um, we kind of complement each other. Um, you know, uh, our, our weaknesses and our strengths kind of complement each other in a, in a good way, I think. Uh, and so really it was kind of a no brainer. Um, you know, it's, uh, 
throughout my career, I've worked for several different companies, you know, full-time freelance in a number of different capacities. Um, but I think with, with room three, it's just been a solid, um, it, it, it just keeps working and it's been, we continue to, to move on to bigger and better things. And, you know, there's no reason to, to keep, you know, there's no reason to stop. So let's keep moving. And I think we, uh, yeah, it's a very complimentary relationship. Is what I'd say. Yeah. What do you think, um, for either of you, what do you think is the reason for, what do you attribute your success to with room three? I think it's communication. I think it's trust. Um, you know, I think after working with each other in a different setting, you know, a lot of the the pressures of a, a startup tech, you know, company environment were eliminated and we were able to actually just be a little bit more like straightforward with each other without any of the pressures from like, you know, exterior people, you know, cause that sometimes, you know, runs rampant in these like more I want to say hostile, but more like uh, treacherous, you know, environments <laughs> in, in tech companies. And, um, you know, th there was a big up and down with Grovo. And, and I think, you know, just being able to weather it. Um, I think really when it comes down to what we do now, yeah, we just, we have a great level of communication. We're straightforward. We don't, we don't hold back. Um, I would say maybe it's called fearless feedback. You know, it's like we, we really, you know, don't sugarcoat things. And I think in that sense, we do the same with our clients too. You know, we're, we're not like overinflating ourselves or vice versa. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we like to be straightforward with people. What is, um, I guess, room threes at a high level mission or vision um, and its purpose? Um. I mean, I think what we like to do is craft great stories and bring them to life through memorable video. I think that's uh, what I would say. And I, and I know that um, a lot of the work, a good portion of the work is often with non nonprofit or for a, a, a larger purpose. Is that something you all intentionally set out to do at the at the onset or how did you f stumble across that um I, I think it goes back to what aj said too you know being able to you know create video that has impact right you know i i, I think it's you know we're, we're in new york city so that's part of our ambition and aspirations to partner with big entities or nonprofits that are doing good things and, uh, you know, really just help amplify the message, uh, help create an experience that can, you know, touch and connect with others. Yeah, I think, you know, when we're evaluating a project, um, that's something that we're just kind of naturally drawn to, right? It's kind of like, like when we were at Grovo, like we, you know, like Ed was saying, we produced all different types of videos, thousands of videos. Some of them were, you know, could merely be how to, you know, how to better use you know uh the google suite right or something as simple as that which wasn't you know or, or something along the lines of how to give like a better presentation but the content that was always the most exciting to work on was how do you be a better manager how do you have a better culture you know how do you have you know things that like as you're making it yeah uh, first of all you kind of learn yourself as you're you know right we, we were learning at the same time as we we're developing this content at the same time it's you, you kind of know like oh like this could genuinely help someone you know and it's a lot easier to get excited about that type of content so i think even now as we're evaluating projects to work on like 
you know, not everything's like that, but uh, when we see that at the core of something, whether, you know, it's, it's, it's common for nonprofits, it's, it's great. It's exciting. And it's easier to be like, yeah, this is something that we definitely want to look further into, you know, <laughs> like, which is, which is really nice. It yeah, drives really, the personal interest. Yeah, absolutely. That, that hits home quite a bit for me because in, in the line of work that, that I'm in and that, that we're constantly um, wrestling with, you know, it, it is about at the end of the day, reaching the hearts and minds of people to make a real impact, a real difference, no matter what it is, right? If, whether you're talking about love as a business strategy, or you're talking about just how to be safe at work or something like that. Um, these are all things that, you know, we're, we're they're, they're sourced in a place of really wanting people to not, not just hear, but listen, right? And, and it's such a crazy world we, we live in where this medium has become kind of the most important mouthpiece for that that transfer of knowledge you know people don't read anymore <laughs> people don't really have longer than a few minutes of attention span and it's so important for it to be captivating and, and engaging and and interesting while still having that purpose and and that, that that's something that um connected you know me to this message because you know we need more of of uh, people who with these talents and skills you know spreading messages in these ways so that people can actually will, will actually listen especially trying to explain love as a business strategy through this podcast as an example <laughs> just like it's just a podcast it only reaches so many people but there's so many more messages to get out there and and it's kind of like it, it's it's up to you guys and it's really great that you put so much of your heart and passion into that because um, it always shows through. It always comes through in the final product. Totally. I, I would add one thing uh, to what you just said. Um, one thing that we learned while working at Grovo was the art of creating really short videos. And I think uh, when you're talking about like the attention span, um, one thing that we coined it was, we called it micro learning. But in many ways, today, you can't, in order, in order to effectively communicate to people, you have to be able to deliver really short, bite-sized pieces of content that really just capture attention, maybe focuses on a one emotional like hook and like one like learning point. And like that's your that's your piece of information that you need to transfer over to like the the uh, the viewer. And um, I think you know, just creating a lot of that kind of video content, really and seeing it work up across a lot of organizations that we used to work with um yeah i mean like it, it definitely was something that we really fell in love with and continue to do you know we obviously the show is called love is a business strategy and so we talk about love quite a bit but there's so many different forms of of love and what we talk about and there's there's the love for what we do there's a love for the work, there's love for the clients. And then particularly, um, most often I'm interested in the love for, for one another, if you will. And so, um, you know, you talked about this team um, that work together. Does the word love mean anything when you think of your, your group of folks? And, and AJ, I'll, I'll start with you on, on the, what does love mean in that team's context? Sure. I mean, definitely. Yeah. I think it's, um, you know, like I said, a lot of us, this team, several of us have been working together for quite a while. Right. And 
you know, Ed, as Ed was saying earlier, like we're very clear and direct with each other, right? Uh, and that is born out of love, really. You know, what I mean, it's like, it's, I think it's like, we're not going to waste, you know, it's not about being, you know, harsh or anything like that. It's just about like, let's respect each other's time. We're focused on the same thing, you know, like, and let's, you know, feel, we feel comfortable. There's enough respect in the room between everybody that we feel comfortable saying what needs to be said. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and it's always in a respectful way. We're not like rude or anything like that. This isn't like a, you know, like a, it's not like a, a tense work environment, even when things might get a little, you know, tense occasionally. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, love is, it has to be at the core of it. It's, it's a love for work and it's a love for the people that you work with. Um, and I think that's, I mean, there's really no other way to operate. You can't have, you can't have a good working environment. People aren't going to be comfortable to bring their best and show their best, even when, even if they might be wrong, if they don't feel that there is some form of love, you know, in the room. Other people might call the love just respect or whatever it is. I personally like, I like calling it love. I think it's a, it's a good move. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. But yeah, that's kind of how I, how I, how I see it. Ed, uh, when it comes to this team, you know, there's, it, it's, it's got a tight knit kind of, you know, startup entrepreneurial spirit behind it. And, and, you know, very often that um, I've seen at least it be much easier to naturally have that, that love, which includes trust and empowering each other and, and really lifting each other up, being vulnerable with each other. Um, um, you know, from what AJ says, I feel like you have those things in your team. The question is, um, as you grow or as you kind of see success and the, not you, but the, the pattern is that those types of things get harder and harder. Um, you can't, you know, not everyone you add to the team will have worked at your previous company together, um, nor will they all be, you know, something you're used to or someone, new personalities, new, all these things. And then of course, you know, size or number of people can change um, just how much interactions there are and, and silos and things like that. Is that something you think about as, as an owner and are, and are you, how intentional are you, I guess, about culture with room three? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think before room three, I did have the opportunity to be a manager and, you know, effectively manage a team of 10 people. Um, and I learned so much from that experience, you know, really just learning how to communicate with different people, leading through empathy, like really like, you know, I, I would do one-on-ones every, you know, week with every single person, on my team, maybe grab a coffee, just like connect with them. And I think that taught me a lot about like the importance of using as we call it here love or like anything similar something similar like that in the work environment uh right now like you know our team's small but we're you know kind of composed like the the avengers like you know we all have a specialty we're all really 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 strong like and and so there's no egos in that way because we're all like in in many ways superheroes in, in our own like you know craft that we work on and but that being said I always try my best to check in with every person, you know, you know, systematically, whether it's just like after work ha hang out or like, you know, in the middle of a shoot or we take a break, we talk or um, could just be like, you know, getting a cup of coffee. Um, 
you know, I, I do care very much about the well-being of my team, almost to the point where I would almost put them first, you know, before me. So that uh, th that really is my MO behind, you know, being, I guess, a leader or whatever. That, that's well said. And I want to kind of leverage that into the question of when, with all this effort and intentionality around the relationships in this, in this team, how do you tangibly see that impacting the outcomes? So on the other side, what you produce and your clients and your revenues and things like that, how, where, where do you see it? Can you give an example of the, the correlation or if there is one? Uh, honestly, it, it's no different than seeing an underdog, you know, win a big game, you know, any sport, you know, it's like, you don't have to have the most talent, but if everyone's synced in and everyone believes in the work they're doing and everyone's like really, really, really like, you know, motivated and there's like this level of trust, the communication, empathy, all that. Uh, I think people have the capability of like, going above and beyond you know what they're expected and you know delivering outstanding results and then i think it's tangible too you know when you're with the client and they see that you're having a great time and everyone's also having a great time then you know the positivity radiates and it becomes a much better environment across you know both client and you know us it's just like a better experience yeah, and I would say the same extends, like the same culture extends to, you know, not just the core team. And like Ed was saying, yeah, it's definitely visible, um, you know, when we're on set, when we're with a client, you can see, you know, how how this culture of love exists within our team uh, and the impact that it has just how when we problem solve, whatever might be coming up. Uh, yeah, and clients respond well, respond well to it and the team members respond well to it. But that culture also extends to, people we bring on, if we have, you know, if we're bringing on if it's a bigger shoot, we need to bring on a bunch of freelancers or, or bring in actors for a day or whatever it is. Um, I mean, the same respect and open environment extends to them. And I mean, as far as I know, everyone we've ever brought on to, on a project has always been excited to work with us again, you know, which is great. Uh, and that's always a really nice feel on that. Absolutely. Uh, AJ, I'll point this at you first, at least. Um, you you both mentioned, I guess, kind of the journey of Room Three. And I'm, you know, I think there's an allusion to kind of ups and downs um, and things. But I want to talk a little bit about the hard times. Um, can you can you um, I guess share um, maybe your lowest point? I guess uh, um, from your perspective uh, for 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 running this business and, and trying to, you know, get it going. Hmm. <laughs> That's tough. Um, lowest point, hard times. I mean, you know, the, the best projects that I've ever worked on anywhere are the ones, the most rewarding projects that I've ever worked on anywhere, including room three or, or wherever. I've always been the ones that make me lose sleep at night. <laughs> the ones where, you know, I'm pulling my hair out, you know, where it's like, it's a big challenge coming up and I don't know what's going on. You know, it's like whatever it is and it always sorts it out, but there's always a lot of, you know, a lot of sweat that comes before that. Right. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I mean, I can't really call that a low point though. Right. Like we've definitely had some projects come up at times that we're all super excited about. 
but then it's also like wait this is kind of like this is new you know in some ways you know it's like it's like we're gonna have to like really you know get down and dirty with this and figure out what's going on so like you know i i think personally sometimes i can like way overthink things you know <laughs> and so like my mind just starts running you know it's like whatnot and like and so it's good to have a team of people around who can kind of help you know calm that down a little bit but again, I can't really call this a low moment, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, it becomes, a, a, it's, a, it's a great moment, you know, it, it's a moment of growth. It's, um, yeah, that's really a tough one. I mean, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm a pretty optimistic person. You know, I try not to look back and, unless something was truly horrible, but I, I, knock on wood so far, we've been <laughs> like truck, trucking along. You know, it's like, but uh, you know, there's definitely ebbs and flows, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I try to, that's tough to answer that question. It really is. Yeah. I have an, I have an example that resonates with me. Jeff, okay. if that's okay. Please, please. Um, I would say when COVID first began was a period of ambiguity and like, you know, it was, it was a very scary time. A couple of our shoots that we had anticipated, a couple of big ones actually were canceled because, you know, everything was locked down and, you know, AJ is definitely always an optimist, which is great. You know, that's why, you know, I lo love partnering with AJ. Um, but at a certain point, we had to pivot, you know, and it, it became more of the Zoom video, you know. There was a lot of Zoom video content that we had to create. Um, and there was a tremendous need for that. It wasn't the most exciting kind of content to create, but we had to create it, right? And we had to pivot, and there was such a need for it. So, I mean, you know, um, so in some ways it was low because we all kind of be turned into cavemen, you know, AJ grew out a huge beard and it, you know, huge amount of hair. <laughs> like, you know, save here, you know, basically just like, yeah, it was just like a weird time, but we still, you know, pushed forward. We pivoted, uh, you know, connected with, you know, same, you know, same clients found new and inventive ways to really usher in this remote world of, you know, style content and, I think what started off as scary ended up being an opportunity to grow, opportunity to change, opportunity to kind of, you know, think outside the box and pivot. And I thought after that, that was a really cool experience that we all kind of went through because we're all at home too. Like we were all like together at some point and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, it's like, um, but now I'm, I'm knock on wood, happy those days are hopefully behind us, you know? <laughs> Everyone's just knocking on wood out here. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I want to just follow up either of you on that one, I guess, is like, I, I, I want to know about uh, resilience. I think, I feel like, I feel like small teams are, are often mighty because we have these, these, these closer relationships and you can leverage that um, very easily. But, you know, with, with small teams also, there's those ebbs and flows can hit harder. You have less. You have less kind of coverage for, for un, unexpected turns and problems are harder to solve with less people and things like that. Um, I'm curious what going back to kind of the relationships and the the love that might be in how you all work. Can you think of I guess you know kind of examples or just kind of anecdotally how how that created any resilience or how that benefit how that relationship kind of benefited when when those those down times or those harder times hit yeah i think uh you know it's 
it's it's a mixture of the continued you know respect on the team it's a mixture of being of everyone kind of being like-minded right but also like yeah continued respect in, uh, on the team within each other i think when 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 hard times hit like everyone naturally kind of leans in. So yeah, going back to Ed's example of COVID, which is a great example, like the team had to pivot a lot, you know, mostly to to doing Zoom videos and whatnot. Um, and I, you know, I like ended up building a, a studio in my apartment because everything else was locked down, you know what I mean? And started doing a lot of like product content, you know, and product videos and whatnot, right? And so we all kind of like, no one and, you know, our animators got creative, you know, on how to be efficient, you know, like, you know, and how can we, you know, really help pump up these Zoom content, you know, like no one, everyone felt encouraged enough and that everyone felt free enough um, to be able to say, you know, no one sat back and said, oh, well, this is it. You know what I mean? It's like, or whatever it is. Everyone said, oh, you know what? Like, let me take this time, lean in, cook something up, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, and let's just match this all together, right? And everyone felt, even if they were unsure of it at first saying, Hey, like, you know, I got this thing, whatever it is, like, we're all able to feel comfortable enough to present new ideas. And, um, even if they weren't fully flushed at a certain time, you know, and, and we felt open to criticize each other if needed to be, it's like, and I think just having, again, goes back to what we were saying, but having that, that, that core and that, that the respect of the core is key because that's the only way you're going to get through hard times is if people feel comfortable enough just to, to to say something that might be out of the box and you know but know that even if they're criticized that it's for it's you know it's it, there's no negativity behind that you know what i mean it, we're all trying to hit the same goal yeah absolutely uh last question will be for you ed um let's say you fast forward we can arbitrarily say five years or however many um, and room three is like, you know, room, room 300, you know, like I'm talking about, it's just, you've, you're blown up, you got offices or, you know, you got people all over the, all over the world doing this, this with you and you're, and you're, and you're big. And what is something when you picture that, and, and again, that might not be your vision right now, but let's just, for this exercise, let's just say that's, that's where you're at. Um, what are you, what are you, uh, hoping that looks like from a as as like an owner like to, to, as someone who appreciates what you have now this 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 closeness this realness this relationship um driven team how do you hope that looks when expanded and how how would you kind of focus to make sure that happens yeah absolutely um i would hope that everyone no matter what the position they're in you know, treats each other with respect, uh, are, are able to be equally as motivated in the line of work that we do. Um, I would always want and expect people to, you know, give it their, their all, but at the same time, always know that, you know, I'm here or, you know, the other teammates are there. If they need help, they need someone to reach out, advice, mentorship, anything like that. Um, I hope, you know, we get to a point where we can work hard, but also, you know, celebrate our successes together, um, you know, in a great and healthy way. Um, and, and really just like, yeah, I mean, instead of having, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to have 300 people, but <laughs> you know, I think 30 would be cool, you know, and I think creating, you know, quality content across the board would be amazing. It would be so cool to have a team 
that can create, I don't know, like Netflix series or I don't know, something that would be really, really, really awesome. And, you know, really have that close knit group that like really appreciates the process, really appreciates the outcomes and um, are willing to take the hits and keep moving forward, you know, despite good or bad, you know, I think, I think that's, uh, that's my hope. Yeah, I think just to to add one thing, I think that the, you know, a a core piece of that in any, really in any organization, I'd say is is really, I mean, it has to be continued culture of lifting each other up, right? Just like through the good and the bad. Um, One of my favorite pieces of content that we produced years ago was a a piece of management content and it would, management training. And it talked about how, you know, it's not a manager's job to, to be the smartest person in the room, to have all the answers, right. To come in and just delegate orders, right. Or anything like that. It's a, you know, it's a manager's job to, it, it, to make sure that their team is surpassing them. You mean like, you know, it's, it's a manager's job to make sure they have the support and the tools to be able to grow to their best. And if, and if they surpass you in their career and move on to bigger and better things, well, then you, you did a good job. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, that's what a manager's job should be. And I think in so many places, it's exactly, it's that that exact thing isn't talked about enough. A lot of times to get people get into a management position and think it's like their job just to come in and, you know, bark orders and be on top of everything. And it's, it's, yeah, you have to keep things organized, but the measure success should be where your team members, when you got them and where are they, you know, a year from then. And hopefully they're off your team because they went on to better things. <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're doing that, you know, it's like, then uh, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're doing it right. So as long as we can maintain that, I mean, possible. <laughs> well said. And I really want to appreciate you both for coming in and sharing about yourselves and your stories. I think this is a really important conversation. And, and one of the reasons I, I really wanted to have you on is because a lot of times when people talk about um, when I'm when I'm coaching people or I'm talking to people, they're 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 really uh, struggle. They really struggle to grasp um, what things should look like, I guess, or could look like. Um, especially in larger kind of ingrained corporations and corporate environments. And the, the analogy I always kind of bring it back to is, you know, like examples like room three. Like I, I think that um, while I, I go out and specifically teach, you know, trust and forgiveness and things in like, like specific topics, a lot of these things are just naturally ingrained in how we work when we come with the right, mindsets and we have the relationships and when we come in for the right reasons all the things that built room three from the ground up and you all do it relatively effortless as is evident from just the conversation today right and so i think it's just so important for people to recognize that it is possible and we've seen it be able to be expanded if you have a focus on it like more people can join in this type of environment and you guys are setting a great example for how it's done at this scale. And it looks like you have the right mindset to bring it into the next level. And, you know, I'm rooting for you and I love the work you're doing. If um, anyone listening wants to check it out, go check it out. I've seen some of the stuff. It's pretty incredible. You should check it out. Um, So yeah, that's room three. Do you guys want to leave a, leave a plug or something? Like what's the best way everybody can find your work or reach out to you? Yeah, you can find us at www.room3nyc.com and uh, or follow us on Instagram, room3nyc. Awesome. So with that, I really appreciate Ed, AJ, both of you for being on the show. And to my audience, appreciate you as well for always sticking with us. That's uh, 
same time every week, we'll, we'll be here. And if you haven't already, please continue to check out the book and uh, Love as a Business Strategy. It's on, I guess I'm tired of pitching this every week, but hey, I want people to read this book, man. Love as a Business Strategy, available at all those retailers. So with that, great conversation and a great time. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week.